Popping Flags has been brought to you by RefereeRant.com. This is our craft. This is our skill. This is our voice. We have something to say. Referee Rant was conceived by a lowly official, ahem, me, looking to make some side money on the weekend. Not that I didn't take it serious. We never thought of it as a skill, a craft, right there for the taking to master. Flag football turned into softball, softball turned to lacrosse, then basketball. Football, soccer, and baseball soon followed. We're on the field. We're on the court. You may ref better than us, but you can't write like us. You might write better than us, but you can't ref like us. Marrying art and officiating. Find us at RefereeRant.com. Fight! Popping flags. <laughs> I'm with two of my flag football homies. We just broke some bread. Talk some, well, they broke their bread. They broke Halloween pretzels. Uh, but I'm with James Gladder. What's going on? Mikey Marrera from... What do you guys call it again? Trust the process? Trust the process. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to start. You, I haven't seen you guys in, how long, when's the last time you saw me, like, before Sunday? I think you ref one of our, I think you ref the, one of our summer games, maybe? Why do I feel like, every time I see a team, they're all like, where you been? I'm like, I'm on referee rant every day. Like, if anything, everyone knows what I'm doing. We might not know what you're doing. We just don't see you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Were you shocked that you saw me? Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, I was playing with the... Uh, you thought I wasn't ref? No, I knew you were refing. Yeah. When you come up to the field, I'm like, ah, oh, nice. We got refs. Ref. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that because I'm entertaining or is it a fairly ref game? I, both. Both. How many other people carry entertaining conversations referee-wise? Not on the level you do. Not not my level. I'm just saying, is there anyone like, oh, all right, we're going to have, we're going to be entertained. You know, sometimes it is like we're like, the other team breaks the huddle in mid-conversation, like every time they go, like, oh, Ralph, they're about to start, Ralph, they're about to start. I don't have to tell you, you know. I just, <laughs> it's just like the self-conscious of me like, oh, I'm distracting him or I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah. If if I really have to go, all right, I'll finish this conversation. Yeah. Let me. That's like uh, this weekend we were playing uh, a game, and my dad was just chewing the ref's ear off. So the play clock was going for like a minute forty five every time. <laughs> Where was it, this? This was at Eisenhower Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks ago, actually, we had, we just got a forfeit last week, but um, it got to the point I was like, Dad, like you got to stop talking to this guy because uh, we, like w- the play clock's like one forty five, and we're losing momentum here. But uh, yes, yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yo, I seen you grow up like so much from when I first, from, so you were on, and I just thought about this kid and I haven't thought about him in such a long thing. Aaron from Wasted Youth. Aaron Lamb and great guy. Love I remember Aaron. he was Shout like, one of, he reminded me of like the precursor to a James Gladder. Like, <laughs> absolutely. He was yeah. like, so in, I was like, 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 what do you do? PowerPoint or do you, do you do PDFs? And he's like, what does that mean? I'm like. You're always so organized. Like your teams are just know what they're doing, and you just rarely see that from like a newer team, right? Um, and I just feel like I don't know. You just grown to like a mature person, and I guess because I don't even know how. What were you like nineteen when I first started refing you? Yeah, when uh, you first started refing me, I was nineteen. I came down as like a, an extra guy for a team called Wasted Youth. Mm. Yeah, so that w- that was a real great team, great bunch of guys. Aaron Lamon uh, ran that team, so that was my first uh, experience. But like you said, man, maturing a lot through the years. Uh, 
the beginning, I remember I was, I still am fiery, but I was a little more of a loose cannon back more when I was 19. Uh, always taking uh, calls that necessarily didn't go my way personal or, you know, getting getting chippy with the other team when it really wasn't necessary. And uh, I like to think that now I uh, am a little more uh, mindful of kind of what goes on in the flag football field and uh, just try to conduct myself a little better, you know. <laughs> Be a good role model for the kids. I always thought you were a good role model. In fact, we were talking off air about that brawl that you had. What was that, like three years ago now, four years ago? There was, a couple, there was a couple, one There was one eight-man brawl I was in. That was, like, crazy with me and my brother and, like, all of his friends. It was, like, the, the fourth play of the game. Just game ended. Like I wasn't involved in no, that No, no, you right? were not involved. in the five-man one. And then a five-man one, that was um, against a, a team. It was, like, the end of the game. Uh, a pick was thrown. I threw a pick. Uh, my brother roughly touched the kid, downed him, and then uh, kind of just uh, one thing escalated to another. But uh, not one of the better moments on the flag football field, I would have to say. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with your brother. Shout out to Nick, man. He Nick, uh, man. Nick's a dad now, man. He's got a little little baby girl. You know, James told me that, and I was just like, are you, sh- are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> but I guess every dog brute. has their day. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I remember that young lady that he would bring because he had, like, old energy. He came through with the new energy, and I could feel the new energy. (laughs) Yes, the transition period you're talking. You probably aren't going to play anymore at some point, like, super quick. Like, I get that. And, yeah, I haven't seen him since. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't been back, so... Hopefully in the future we'll get him back after he's a little more settled at home. But, uh, yeah, yeah, shout-out Nick, shout-out Giovanna. Damn. So to paint that scene, that whole brawl, was, and we talked about this off here, what I got out of that was like, damn, your your brother really went to bat. Like, wow. And I'm an only child, so I'm just always fascinated when, like, somebody loves unconditionally their own flesh and blood. Like, I see my son and how much he cares for his, his, his sister. And I never had that as a kid. So, like, watching it grow up, I'm like, damn, that's got to be cool that you're, like, protecting because I don't have no one. And, um... I always found that interesting, and I always found how interesting when two two brothers or sisters would fight because they would just say such below-the-belt things. And I'm like, damn, you got to live with that? What's the most below-the-belt thing you've ever said to your brother? Below-the-belt thing? Oh, man, maybe that, like, me and him are pretty competitive wrestling. It probably has something to do with me, like, you know, putting it on and wrestling. He, don't like, he doesn't like to hear that. But uh, back in the day, we used to go uh, buried alive, WWE matches, through the table, <laughs> He choke slammed me onto a radiator head first, put staples in my head. We we were crazy when we were younger, me and my brother. But as much as we would beat each other up, we if anybody messed with any either of us, man, it was it was on, it was on. That's me and my brother ride for each other. So damn, it's it it's love, it's love. Weapon X the dad. Weapon X the dad with the, tat, <laughs> with the tat on the calf, man. X Men. This is how I want to connect the dots with you, James. So from what I remember is that both of you guys played at the youth level of flag football, right? Yeah, correct. So Mikey comes in and plays with the team as a fill-in. How come you guys didn't formulate a team like earlier on when you guys were just young? Like a a la kiss the baby, like a 17-year-old, let's start this up, and by the time we're 24, we're going to be legends. It's probably a good question. I mean, we had just started college when – Mikey started playing. When we were younger, we were always on different teams. Not that there was any animosity or anything there. We didn't really know about LIFFL. Now, Mikey started playing, and, you know, we just, I went away to school and I came back. And once I came back, I was bored and 
I think one fall, he had a couple guys and and that I knew, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're playing flag football. We need an extra guy on Sunday. You want to come down?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." I, you know, he played flag football my whole life. I, I'd love to come down. So I came down, and it, when I tell you this team was a disaster, I mean, I, I I got in the huddle once, and I was like, "All right." After like the second drive, I was like, "All right, let me run the show." And I was like, "You're doing this, doing this, and that." We ended up losing the game, and I go, and I was like, "Ah, whenever you need another guy, you know, hit me up. I'll come down. Love, love being there." And maybe I got called down once, and I was like, you know what? I really like playing. Let me let me form a team in the spring, and that's what we did. And then by you know the next season, Mikey's team had dissolved, and we brought Mikey on and brought a couple guys from that team, and really made what trust process is today. I'm gonna get into that, but I want to go back to Mikey because I just always want to understand. Like, I think this is a much better situation because they're your peers. I always felt that with the Waste of Youth, they were a little bit older than you, and it was like, I'm not going to lie, though. You were a firecracker. Like, all the things you were doing, I was like, damn, where did they get this guy from? And Aaron's like, you like him, right? You like him? That's homegrown (laughs) talent. That's what he used to tell me. It's homegrown talent. Just to go back to Aaron quick, it's so funny that you call me a precursor because when I graduated graduated high school, I went to go coach. I volunteered at my high school, and the other volunteer coach was Aaron. So... I learned so much from Aaron from just being in high school coaching that you didn't even know that. You were like, yeah, he's the precursor to Aaron. I started cracking up. And I, I very like similar. I said, yeah, both very, I, I could, I definitely see where that's coming from. I always yeah. respected that he was just not like really a good flag football player to me compared to like, cause I told you, I rep the 49ers all the time. So it's like, there was this one tournament where they went blow for blow and it was like, it was shocking. It was shocking that they were like keeping, they lost, but they kept up with him for a good while. Maybe like four minutes left in the four, in the, in the second half. I was impressed. And I always thought of him as like, wow, you're really elite at just organizing things and explaining things simplistically to people very quickly. And for him to adapt just empathetically with different personalities on a team, I think that's like super important that people kind of lose sight of. And you guys can tell me like, you know, I always give advice to like teams when they first start. Like, you guys are an anomaly because you guys already had a bit of, you were built in with success. You had that elite organizational skills. But for the most part, by and large, I'll see a team that they just start. A uh, perfect example there's this team called Smashers and Dashers, right? There are a couple of Island Trees kids. Quarterback's so athletic. He is. Yeah. He is. He's but a bas- basketball kid, too. They're also like young acting, and there's no like leader. So a lot of things, they're just not on the same. They're, through their sheer athleticism, they do well. But imagine if they had an Aaron Lambin on that team to organize yeah. that. It would be, you know, they'd be good. They, they wouldn't be. But I always encourage a team like that, like, you just have to keep going through it because it's just, it's hard to break in. I always think, like, maybe, like, year season four, season five, that's, like, the breaking, the breaking point when things start to break differently. Like, you know, you... Would you would you say that why why do you think it why do you think it's so difficult in the beginning when you're when you're first starting and you the perception is like there's so much you guys feel like you're so much more athletic and then you see the other team like we're gonna beat them and then they kill you because they know everything. I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with in terms of like for us it was like it just took time to kind of 
for everyone to gauge each other's personalities mm-hmm. in terms of we had two different towns joined together when we came uh, became Trust the Process. It was a lot of Levittown guys. It was a lot of guys from Plain Edge. Guys we were familiar with, but um, t- we became a lot closer as the years went on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so initially, um, we actually we were successful right away in C. We probably shouldn't have been playing in C because we did have a lot of experience, but we felt, you know, because it was the first year of a bunch of new guys together, we win at C. So we wound up winning like four in a row till we won our second A in a row. And then we kind of hit a bit, a little bit of a rough spot, which now we're trying to get our way back to the top. So it's funny how you say like that five year mark because like it's either could be like good where you break through or like if you in our situation we kind of started out hot and now maybe there was a little bit of a complacency on our end or something we could have done a little better. But um, we uh we still have a lot more ways to go if we want to even be like considered in like the same conversation as like the Forty ers or like those other great teams Narps. of the past. Narps too. Narps a great team. I I think the thing at first is that. So many people look at it as it's just it's football and it's not. I mean, when we put like organizational wise, game plan wise, when we first started, we were putting in our like football routes and we were doing football coverages and just stuff on that on that end from stuff we do from high school, college, watched on television. It's not that game. Flag football and tackle football. The only similarity is football that they you play with the same ball. That's it. It's two totally different sports. While there is a ton of similarities, the, the game plan is just totally different. One of the teams, the first teams we played was a team called Polk High. They're still around. <laughs> and uh, we're looking at them, and they had to be like 12 to 15 years older than us across the board. And we had a college quarterback. And I looked at the, I looked at Ralph, because you were ref, and I said, how are these guys? And you're like, yeah, they won a couple championships. I look back. I was like, "What? <laughs> no, no way!" Like these guys sleeping no. on them. You and, like how and, I say it ominously, right? Yeah, like you, you might get, you may or may not get your ass kicked today. And we lost that game. And I, we walked off the field like, "How did we lose that game?" I, I, and it made no sense to me until we finally, um, we ended up losing that season. It was before the whole team formed together, but it, it it took a while to adjust to not, and it wasn't that long, thankfully. But it took a, a season or two to, to really adjust to flag football. It's mm. not tackle football. Mm-hmm. It's not even seven on seven football. Mm-hmm. It's it's five man flag is just it's a different animal. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's a big adjustment? So when you first started playing in LIFFL, the whole flag shield thing, I think that's always hard when you are used to playing football and then you start playing flag football, whatever. I'm in all county and I was a wide receiver at Calhoun High School, whatever. Whatever and somebody says. If you're in LIFFL, is it hard to unlearn to not do flag shields in five-man? So our first year, we were playing in a playoff game. And crucial point in the game, kids at the one, we're running in, kids at the one-yard line, stiff arms the kid, mm-hmm. gets cold with the flag shield, backs us all the way up, and we don't get in and we don't score. And, you know, we bust his chops to it about this day, and we've won a ton since, but I, I think that's the perfect example of you know, adjusting to flag football. That's, that, it's a natural instinct for anybody who's ever picked up a ball when somebody is coming at them to stick your arm out and prevent them from touching you. Mm-hmm. You know, that you, you see it, I think, guys like LT, you're watching LaDainian Tomlinson, who may, maybe made the stuff arm famous with that punch. You watch that, and even when you're playing touch, you do that. And that's not flag football. You cannot do that. 
So, yeah, I definitely think that's that's a huge adjustment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see so many younger teams get called on that. And it's like, it, it's it's almost an instinct growing up. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So, you're right. Yeah, that's definitely an adjustment that they has, has to be made. So, if you're recruiting a new player on Trust the Process, that's like one of the first conversations that you have that that thing is illegal? Yeah. No, that's definitely, I mean depending on what position we put him in, mm. how we, you know, we see him in our offense or defense or whatever. I mean, that's definitely, hey, you have the ball. You can't you can't block, and you can't stiff arm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a non-contact game. That's always something we start with. And, it, you know, maybe they'll get called for it early. And it's just a, you can't do it. One, yeah. of the ga- one of the games we always speak about with me and my buddy is, is and you. I wonder if you remember this game. It was uh, a night game. It was a weeknight league. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my buddies, uh, his name is Francis, a Filipino guy. He's his first game in the league. <laughs> and then, like, the first three plays, he's putting a body on somebody, <laughs> getting three penalties in a row, and you told him every single play, one after the other. Was was that the one where you guys were wearing, like, all this United States stuff? Yeah, steel team picks. Shot steel team picks. I remember that. <laughs> yes. yeah, I remember after the third penalty, I'm like, did anyone make him read the PDF? And they, everyone just started busting out laughing because they, like, they knew what I meant. Clearly nobody gave them the primer of, like, how this goes down. Oh, man, it's just, it's... You know, you take that that absence and it's two separate sports, but somebody that combined two sports is this man right here with these wrestling moves that you get yeah. an extra 7, 11, like 15. You know, there was one time where I'm thinking like, and, and I'm telling you, this is he's the, literally the only person I've ever seen do this. Um, So Mikey gets the ball and gets a little dink and dunk or, or like a run play and he's like there and then there's two defenders and some contortion of it just it gets somebody like one of the one of the defenders flummoxed, so they're confused. And then you spin around and then do something weird. I don't know what you do. Little snake slide. I don't know what you. I don't even know how to describe it's it. Low hips, low hips. And then you've like broke both of them, like which like defies my brain because I'm just like I don't understand how you're the only person I've ever seen flag football contort their body because I know this like. That knee thing is popular. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, when you dip, put the knee, the dip. the dip. Yes. But you do something. I, I wouldn't describe that as, where did you get that from? Uh, I am, I coach wrestling over at MacArthur High School. <laughs> been like a, a lifetime wrestler. So I definitely think like the low hips, getting low uh, uh-huh. it with somebody in space, is that, that's where it plays in. And also I think it's a mentality. Like I feel like I can honestly truly say that every time I catch the ball, if I gain like five yards if I gain 10 yards I really want to score a touchdown every time I touch the ball so I'm going to run as hard as I can to mm-hmm. get past whoever to try to make that happen so sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but just that mentality it's just it's crazy and you know I'm so sad from the inception of when you first started imagine if you had stats of all that yak that you had all these times man like what, what, what do you think it would be and what do you think would be like your single season high of yak yards if you had a season that you can pinpoint that would be your yak of the years. Um, man, uh, you know what? The yak yard started really piling up when I when I moved to center. All those like thinking ducks, <laughs> yes, thinking sir. Dunks. So I feel like the last two seasons it would probably have been the highest that it's been in previous years. Mm. But uh, nothing like it, man. Just take it and go. You should make like this, like dancing, like personal trainer business slash flag football instructor slash like Zumba, Zumba, <laughs> yes. and then it would be flag Zumba or something like that. And then you have the flag. And you can kind of make it like a dance thing, and you have like the microphone thing. I, I think like that. that. Would, 
Get like a like a John based out like yeah of, like a video yeah. I'm gonna hit up Lifetime to see if you can slide in one of their cycling studios <laughs> while they while they're on the off time. Um, so tell me about trust the process this season and like. I know you had coronavirus. I had coronavirus. Yeah. I don't know if Mikey had coronavirus. I corona. did not, thankfully. Thankfully. Keep that. Not gonna, well, you luckily it's rounding the corner, so you're definitely not going to get it. And it's 99% harmless, as we found out, right, James? 99.9% Like, we're still alive. Yeah. So maybe there is some truth to, to that. But um, I did see you in summer. Now that I do remember, um, were you reluctant to ref? Like, were you excited to ref? And what's it like, like coronavirus in your 20s? Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it definitely affects every aspect of your life now. It's like, it's weird. It's, you know, you're supposed to be 25. Go. I mean, before that, I was go, go, go. And it's kind of like, hey, stop, stop, stop. You know, I was always out. We'd always go out Saturday night and wake up flag Sunday morning. It's like, you're not doing either of that now. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's why we, we ultimately ended up playing summer. I think we were going to, you know, it's summer Sundays are tough to get the bodies down it's 90 degrees on the turf. Mm-hmm. It, it, and again, it's fun. And when we're there, it's good. It's just hard to get the commitment. And, you know, going prior years, I think the the spring before we, or the summer before we decided, no, nah, we're not, we're not going to do summer next year. It'll be a last Because summer. it's too hot? Not that it's too hot. It's hard to get the commitment. Guys are doing so much during the, the summer. People love hanging out in the summer. People, people. I, I prefer to play, personally. Pe- no, I, I, I'm saying, like, people are traveling during the summer. There, a lot more goes on during the summer where it's hard to get the commitment. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more vacation. We have some teachers on our team where, you know, they're they're not traveling during the, the winter months. They're not traveling during the spring. They're not, they're, they travel during the summer. But, you know, once kind of flag came back, it's like, you know, we, we missed it for so long. We mm-hmm. hadn't played seven, eight months prior to July. So it was a no-brainer once, yeah, we're playing. We're playing flag. So I don't think there was more of a reluctance. I think it was more of an excitement of, hey, you know, life's getting back to normal. You know, this is something that we've done for so long. We love playing and, you know, just hopefully we could get through this season and get through the next one. And Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, what do you think? I think, we'll, I think we'll be all right. You know, I think we were hit hard. I think every state, honestly, is probably going to get hit pretty hard, unfortunately. Um, you know, we, you have to take what precautions you can and... You know, that's it. I, I'm no doctor. I'm no expert. I, mm-hmm. You know, nobody should take what I say on this podcast seriously about the coronavirus. But, uh, you know, I, I, if I had to make a prediction, I definitely say in, in New York, the, the worst is behind us. But again, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. It's not something I'm going to pretend to be. Apparently, you don't have to be a scientist to have an opinion about coronavirus. I think everybody has a. Has, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think everybody definitely has uh, has their own opinion about the virus. Um, obviously, I it's it's everyday life. No. Yeah. I read this book maybe like three weeks into it. It was called uh, The Pale Rider, and it was about the pandemic of 1918, Spanish flu. Okay. And literally everything that happens in this is the same thing. So yeah, it's like a wave to come uh, with the Spanish flu, correct? They have four waves. Wow. And the second wave started in October 1919. Yeah, I feel like... Uh, if there is to be a second wave to come, it's probably going to be in the next week or so, unfortunately. Yeah, they locked down Spain and Europe. Yeah. I mean, Spain and uh, the UK. Yeah, I'm, we'll see. I mean, New York, uh, New York numbers are pretty good compared to the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Praying for the best. Luckily, every, uh, you know, technology and medicine is a lot more advanced now. Mm-hmm. But again, not something I'm an expert in. Not something anybody should take anything seriously. Just doing what I can and keep moving along and 
Just trying to live life as best I can. I hope, man. Yeah. Um, so this season, the fall season, are you hurt? No, no. I uh, I actually had, I just got confirmed actually, so I had to miss <laughs> a bunch of games for uh, for religion class. So. Oh, you just got confirmed? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, actually, this past Sunday at St. Francis Cathedral. Nice. What's your at St. Patrick's Cathedral? Uh, St. Francis. St. Francis. Oh, I was like St. Patrick's <laughs> Cathedral. <laughs> Fancy, oh, man. getting confirmed in your twenties at St. Patrick's Cathedral. You didn't put that on the ground. It was funny. It was like, oh, where's Mikey? He's at religion. Ha uh-huh. Where's he really? He's at religion. Katarina didn't just tell you about the Kellenberg experience. Yeah, she wants to get married in the church, man. You know, you gotta, you gotta, these things are important. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I saw, like I just mentioned, my brother had uh, the baby girl. I'm the godfather too, so it was a big honor, man. It was good. It was a great experience. I think when you're learning about the confirmation, you're called a catechumen. Is that what it is? A catechumen. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is your confirmation name? I am uh, Giovanni. Ooh, yes, Giovanni. I like that. Damn. I mean, right after my confirmation, I played Super Mario Kart. It's just a random thought that I had. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, so talk about this season. What is it like? Like, what's your yeah, record? How are you guys no, doing? We're, we're playing well. We're starting to play a lot better. You know, not nothing perfect. I wouldn't even say we're playing at as even close to as good as we can. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're 6-1. We're and one. You know, we have a game this weekend, Sunday, last regular season game. like to refine a lot of things, put some new stuff in. And uh, week one of the playoffs is a new season, so it's, it's go time. You know, any 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 slip up, anything could be the result of just going home afterwards. Yeah, you know, and we lost last fall. We played a really just a really tough, weird season, especially for us. I mean, when we got together, we, the winning we we won a lot in the beginning. You know, we won. I think we won fall, spring, lost at the end of the summer because we didn't have not to make we didn't have a quarterback. In the summer tournament, we lost. So we, we, it was more of we. I mean, we went six and zero. We lost. No, no excuses about it. And then we came went to that fall season. We were, we were after winning like twenty something straight games. We went four and four. We lost in the first round. It was like what? What, ha- what happened? What? What happened? You know, we weren't used to that and had some adversity. And you know, I think we're on the way back to where we were. And you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, I think that uh, James mentioned it perfectly, a little bit of adversity where, you know, it started out easy. Um, it definitely, I think we're going to be stronger now because of it. You know, because when you start losing, people start showing up to the games. The vibe's not the same. Everyone's not so excited. The group chat's not as, as popping as it usually is. But um, kind of now, James, right, we're, we're kind of on the on the positive upswing where those where everything's everyone's enjoying it again, especially like coming uh, out of the, the COVID situation where people are appreciating being on the field more. Um, I think that plays a huge part in it, but uh, trust process is definitely on the rise right now for sure. It's got to be on the rise now that you're confirmed. How come you didn't tell me he was getting confirmed? That that's why he went. Because when you were like, "Yeah, I want to meet," uh, we'll meet up with Mikey. I'm like, "Where's Mikey now?" You didn't tell well, me no, he's getting that, confirmed. That, so now we have two different teams now. He's confirmed though. Yeah, no, but but Mike, Mikey, Mikey's not on. I'm not even on that team. I played oh. with on Sunday. We have, we have two different teams now. We have a little organization going. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we have uh, we have the trust the process team and the necessary roughness team. So the way this whole started was <laughs> the organ new organ. Organizational yeah. <laughs> ways. Okay, so it started as the guys that were home from school and the guys that are away from school, right? And everybody came home and was like, "I want to play flag. I want to play flag. I want to play flag." And everyone's like, "Oh, get me on the team. Get me on the team." And at first, we had ten guys on the team one summer, and it was it was awful. Everyone kind of, you know, didn't enjoy as much because no one's playing as much. And it was like, you know what? Why don't we 
got a couple more guys, and we'll, we'll make two teams. Everyone's like, yeah, awesome. So we have a couple guys who play on both teams. You know, when we need a guy here, or if, you know, they need a guy there, I'll go play with them. But, you know, we it's awesome. You know, we have, I think, 18 guys on two different teams now, which is, hey, it makes my life a whole lot easier. My buddy Nick uh, Antelone, he runs the other team. Over the summer, it was awesome. We'd go to each other's games, hang out. That's kind of how it's been now. Now we we aren't as much, we aren't at the same field as much anymore. But you know, a lot of times, two guys don't make it. All right, two guys. Hey, need two guys. Polson, Nanzalo, and Franger. One of those guys comes down, fills right in, <laughs> and it's like you know what? It's they they know what to do because they've been playing with us for you know th- three four seasons now. You're the mastermind of all this syndicate, huh? I'm glad I put the whole thing together. I'm glad all my friends enjoy it. You know, I'm glad that it's not like a oh, Sunday morning. I got to wake up again. You know, it's no. I'm always, I'm always like, wow, this is like a like a real team. I always see nonsense. Yeah, no. Like it's... sometimes I'll see somebody with the Nike box, yeah, and they're wearing Yeezys and they're changing. And I'm like, are you here to play flag football or are you here yeah, to for your fit for the clout? For the are clout. you here? I don't know. What for are you gram. here for? Yeah. Like I, I just don't understand. Like you're here. You're ready to play. You're okay with taking off your Yeezys and leaving it on the sideline? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> no. Here? So I just, I'm always marveled at, like, how prepared they are. Everyone has a uniform, and it's, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. No, they've, they've surpassed us in the apparel stuff now. They have more, uh, they have more of that hats. They have two shirts. It's like, hey, you know, it's good. they love it. We love it. It's, there's nothing more I can ask, and, you know, my, my friends are having a good time. Yeah. That's just, I don't know, that's just so cool. And I remember in the beginning when I first refed a couple of them because I know their football coach was Coach Blumenstetter. Was that yeah, you? yeah, yeah, that was, uh, so that's the playing edge guy. So the, the combination of the both teams is the, there's about, and I think there's so 18 guys, there's about 10 or 11 playing edge guys and six MacArthur guys. Okay, so okay. So uh, Bloom's a, uh, He's a plain edge guy. Yeah, so he was there. I believe he was their wide receivers coach when. They yeah, were in yeah, high yeah, yeah. He was my uh, he was my teammate in volleyball. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. At Kellenberg and like, yo, we had a crazy season. Um, Sham and I was undefeated, and they only lost one game the whole season. I'm not talking about a match. I'm talking about like a, one game. Yeah. So they beat everyone three zero three zero three zero. They, they, they beat us, but we lost in four. Okay. So we had. Oh, this is literally the only set that they lost in the game. That boy Blumenstead, he was in 10th grade when I was a senior. He will he will always be my man because yo, he played like he played like Mikey Marrera, son. He I I like he's competitive spirit. Competitive competitive spirit is crazy. Like he even comes to some of my finals, so I coach the girls' volleyball team, and you'll hear hoo hoo. I'm like, oh my god, Chris is here. Because it's always like, who's this? Who's this weird guy? I'm like, yeah, he's he was my teammate in in high school. I see him on Twitter. That's how passionate he is yeah, about he's, football. He's uh, I've heard gr- great things about him. Yeah, man, great things. So we played them in the finals, and we're like, my coach had the game plan of all game plans. Yeah, we swept them, so they lost more games in wow. the championship than they did the whole season, and that's yeah. how I ended my senior year. That's awesome. So I remember Chris Bloom is like just hugging me and like throwing me like I didn't want that, <laughs> but that's what he did. Shout out to Chris, man. Hopefully he gets Shout on this podcast. He he's birthed so many flag football players. No, he he definitely. What is it, like? I think four or five guys played for him. Mm-hmm. 
Loved him. Yeah, they were like, you know, you know, Coach Bloomy. I'm like, yeah. I don't even think my guys know you know Coach Bloom. No, they do. Because okay. And the point that I was trying to bring home was that I found out that they were playing this. I'm like, oh, you know, Chris, and they're like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this one. So I remember how much you guys weren't that good yet. Like you could see that they could be good, but that's always like a fork in the road and like, like football. And it's always interesting because I always want to ask these questions. To I just don't have enough time because I got a ref. I think this is a perfect opportunity for y'all to ask me some questions of like what I think about flag football. Oh, absolutely. How did you, how, did you get started? Did you play in LIFFL before you got into refing? Yeah, man. I used to play for um, Bogarts with Matt Prince. We just wow. played at Bogarts this weekend. Uh, with, two uh, weekends ago, man. Two weekends ago. They have a new team? Uh, there, I think it might be the uh, some of the guys maybe you potentially played with and some of their uh, their sons are, are they're like a mesh team. Lupa and Dale are on that team. <laughs> that means they must be good. They, Yo, they were good. I didn't know. I don't know, I don't know who the quarterback is, though. <coughs> hmm. I, I think he's an older guy who used to run the team or was on the team or something. Okay. Lupa's not throwing? No, Lupa wasn't throwing. In like a wildcat situation, third down, short yardage. Have you seen Lupa throw? Oh, he's good. Yo, Lupa's crazy. Let me tell you something that I saw Lupa do. So this was like maybe like almost 10 years ago. Lupa was getting guarded by like this six six foot five defender. He runs a back shoulder fade towards the end zone. He's still running. Alfieri does that, you know, that left thing, and he does the shift, and then he throws it across, to, across his body. The guy that was guarding him that was 6'5", he goes up, and he puts his hands out like this. Lupa goes over his shoulder without touching him, grabs the ball before him, snatches it like this up above his head, and taps two feet, and he got a touchdown. Wow. Yeah, no, he's a stud. That's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in the flag football. The dude was like, yo, he's like three foot six. (laughs) He's a beast, though. No, he he is. You mentioned uh, the guy, uh, Alfieri. uh, (laughs) Obviously, really great resume. uh, Played in the NFL Network, um, 49ers, Hall of Fame. you see, I've seen like videos of him, and he always acts like very like intense and, and going crazy, and he's always hooting and hollering. And I actually uh, had the pleasure of running into him at a uh, like a local um, uh, grocery store over here because uh, he's a rep for uh, Super Coffee, and he was uh, doing the shelves. And I'm a big Super Coffee guy, so I was I was going to get my Super Coffee, and I ran into him, and uh, he was completely like the opposite of how he would be, I guess, on a field. Super mild mannered, uh, like. Was very humble, he seemed, and uh, at the end he gave me a bunch of extra super coffee from his car. <laughs> hooked it up for me, so he really held it down. So shout out uh, Brian Alfieri, man! It was a pleasure meeting you. It was cool. I've seen Brian grow up to be a, a, a solid young man, and I remember so many times he would say reckless things to me. But after like twenty seconds, he was like, "I'm sorry, Ralph. You know it's in the heat of the game." Like this guy, this guy's so competitive. He's so good, though. He's so good. Like it just it doesn't make sense to me, and. That's like one of my fondest memories when I first started refing. Like, I went from playing at a high level because I was on Dale's team and Lupa's team. I didn't know that they were like Hall of Famer people. They just were like, I know this athletic guy, he wants to play. And I always caught the ball. I remember the first time um, I got a reception on the Bogarts. I did it and then I like spiked the ball and they were like, no, 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 no. I was like, what? Because nobody gave me the PDF. So, PDF. <laughs> <laughs> what other questions you guys have? In terms of. We, what is the craziest experience you've had with a, a parent on, on like the youth circuit of, uh, of, of refereeing? I was going to say, what was the craziest experience? I was like, besides your brawl? <laughs> yes, besides, besides that. Besides your brawl. Uh, plural, yes, <laughs> with the S. <clears throat> okay, so one time, 
I do in the Super Bowl and like I didn't ref the whole season except for the Super Bowl. So I always have this speech with these kids and I go like, look, have you guys ever seen me before? They're like, no. And I'm like, good. That's because I don't do this, but I only do this for the Super Bowl because this is how serious it is. And I'd say, I don't know what happened before, like last week or the week before. I call it very strict. I call everything. Right. And I don't care how old you are because I would always think like in youth, they would always be like, um, oh, you got to let that go, ref. He's only eight. So I would tell the parent, so he's eight years old. He burned the house down. You ain't mad. Like you ain't. That's different. Like, why is it different? I'm the only ref. Eight. Only eight, man. Come on. Like, I'm only here to do that job. If I'm not doing that, what am I doing? Makes no sense. So I tell them all that. And there's this one kid in, in youth flag football, every series. So, for instance, 20, then to the 40, that's the first down. Then 20 is the first down. You can only run once per series. So you, you, once you run, you can't run anymore. You have, to, you have to throw the ball. So then in the 40-yard line, if you get a first down, then you can run again. So this kid, they were undefeated. This one kid would just get the ball, and he would run as far as he can. And then even to the point where if he was right before the 20, he would stop so they can run one more time to go into the end zone. And he kept flat shielded. And it was kind of like borderline. So I don't know if the refs would have the courage because all the youth refs are literally just starting. And it's sad because it's so much more difficult than doing five-man. Because five-man, you have a partner. Kids is like you're by yourself. There's parents. Imagine that's your first experience refing. That's super scary. Like super scary. So anyway... I keep calling a flag shield on this kid, and this parent is just like just yelling at me. He's like, he's like, you're the worst. You always messing up the games. You mess up games at Island Garden. This guy's even worse in basketball. And I went, I look right, I look right in the stage, like, what? Who says that? Like I said, who said that? And he said, me. I was like, <laughs> I beckoned the coach and I said, listen, I'm gonna keep the clock running. Because that's super disrespectful what he said to me. If he doesn't leave, I'm going to forfeit the game right now. And it's going to be a loss on you. That parent went, Peter, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And he said, just like that. I didn't even say anything. He said, Peter, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. He went, I ain't leaving. <laughs> I said, you know, that's your choice if you don't want to leave. I'm, I will end the game. I will pull the trigger. I am not afraid to pull the trigger. I will call this game. And when Peter, please, for the sake of your son, yo, he walked. And I, I, I made him wait. I, like, I wait. I, I just stopped the game. And he walked. Like, you know, like the, the far field in Beth Page High School? Yeah. He was all the way, like, to the left side. Okay. He had to walk until I didn't see him anymore into the parking lot. <laughs> I stopped the whole game. There was, like, 200 people there. I didn't care. Good. So, you know what happened right after that? The kid ended up scoring three touchdowns and he won the game. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I went up to him and I said, I'm very proud of how you adjusted to the refereeing, but I'm disappointed in your father and you could tell him that. And that was probably my, like, wildest uh, child, <laughs> youth story I've ever had. Those, you make a great point, man. Like, uh, all year, like, if kids are are kind of getting refed a certain way. Like it, you, it's tough for them to adjust for the championship, but at the, at the end of the day, a rule's a rule. You got to you got to do what you got to do. You know? I mean, like in basketball, we all rotate. <laughs> like we won't have the same team 
you know, I might see a team once every three years. I have no, there's just too many teams. So like, if you having the same refs every week, that's weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. 100%, especially if it's lax on a lot of different things. You guys get the same refs every week in five man? Uh, not every week. Every but, other, you know, I'd we, say, probably. Same faces. You've got all the top refs this year, though, right? Yeah. All right, once, like Mike, Mike, and, and me, you got We didn't get you. We didn't get you this year. We didn't get oh, I didn't get, get you. Yeah, he got you are. He didn't get the... Uh, Let me see who I got this week. Let's see if you guys are lucky contestants. You know where you are? We're at Cedar Creek at 1030. I'm at Cedar Creek. There you go. Oh, okay. And if this happens, right, I'd be, it might be right train, wrong track, though. Let's see. Uh, I'd be impressed because it's been a while. It definitely has been. GOMD versus Sticky Bandits. That's the 9:30 game. GOD GOMD versus Venom. Yep, then we're the next game. The Dilfs versus Trust the Process. Oh, That's this nice. is implicated. We can't do this podcast uh, anymore. I'm, I'm refing <laughs> abort, you like abort. this is. And then Dilfs versus Dead Rabbits. Wow, I got to work this weekend. I'm not games. used to doing like... Those are four good games. Should I be nervous? They should be fun ones. Hopefully you get that get that adrenaline rush that you, you were talking about you used to have. Yeah, you know what? I had a good game earlier in the season. It was Dead Rabbits and Nightmare. That was a good game. That was... Have you been playing those yeah. teams? Yeah, I didn't realize all those guys are the same town. They're, they're, yeah, that's a game of pride over there. That's hey, cool. legit, right? Yeah, I think they're I think they're all Mineola. Westbury kids. Oh, Mineola. Yeah, Mineola. Yeah, no, they're they're good teams. But uh, Nightmare won the the night league. I mean, I'm sorry, the the summer league. And we played Dead Rabbits last spring in the championship. Mm. I mean, they're 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 powerhouses. Powerhouses. Okay, so Nightmare, the uh, quarterback, Pat. Yeah. Yo, you ever see him play softball? No, but I, I could definitely see him being a stud. Bro, my one of my first games ever. He was he was playing. He hit two home runs, like two just two at bats, like first swing both times, like the ball was out of here. I was like, wow, this guy's crazy. He's what? Got, he he like I, I see him and like he's like this tall kid, and for some reason, like being the rusher, like I mm-hmm. kind of got a sense how like a lot of the QBs go. He I feel feels like a kid that he could be so like dynamic and like like sl- like run and gun, but he just loves to sit he's in the pocket really and pick though. a spot, man. He's good. He's accurate. He, accurate. He just kind of sits back there and he's calm, cool, collected at all times. And just no matter Very who's calm. rushing, he's just got the ball out there at every different arm angle. He had like a no look. He tried throwing like a no look pass a few weeks ago. He just does. He he's he's a stud. He's good. Nice guy too. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, he played with Bogarts too a few weeks ago. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure he did. And then Dead Rabbits. Um, there's this guy named TJ on the team. I think he always spite. He's a uh, he always um, what's it called? He's always the center. He plays basketball and he's like he's really he's good. Tall. He's tall, right? He's tallish. He's he's really good at basketball. And then one of their other players, he coaches at Seaford High School. And I did a baseball game and it was Seaford versus Clark, and it was crazy, man, crazy. I mean, those are two perennial powerhouses in high bro, school baseball, bro. I'm behind the plate. My partner goes like, "How long have you been doing this?" I was like, mm, two years." And they're like, "Why are you on varsity?" I'm like, "I don't know." They like me in basketball, and he's like, "Dude, you're so good." I know nothing about baseball. Like, I watch baseball, but like, yeah. I never played it. I'm just good at refing, man. Yeah, no, you are. Cool, when it comes when it comes to baseball, that sport is ridiculous, man. Those balls be going. Baseball's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's ump. That game I did, the, the guy that was the coach on Dead Rabbits, I think, yeah, Dead Rabbits. Okay. Um, it was like a 40-minute game because the pitchers were just, yeah. they were both like doing no hitters. Yeah, my buddy went to uh, uh, 
Clark. He's now in the Giants organization. Mm. Yeah, they, they're, I mean, they're a perennial powerhouse. And Seaford is too. You think you've got a good chance of winning the championship? So this is playoffs? No, nah, so this is uh, last week of the regular season. Wow, and, they gave uh, me four games. They haven't given me four games. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I must be doing something good. There you go. Must be. Somebody must be giving them, like, uh, evaluation sheets that... Uh, I never got one. <laughs> <laughs> you got any final things you want to say? You want to ask no, me any question, yeah, anything? Just go back on that comment. I, do I think we have a good chance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if we play well, I, I like our chances. You know, I can't turn the ball over, can't drop passes, can't miss flags. We stick to our game plan. I think, you know, we're, we're going to be a tough team to beat, and we're going to have tough games. <laughs> What do you think, Mike? That's how we love it. Uh, I'm just confident in the guys that we we put out there every time. I think that uh, if we play our best football, we're a tough team to beat, uh, regardless of who we're playing. And uh, we all love to compete, so it's going to be a really fun experience this playoffs. PH7, Dead Rabbits, Nightmare, Sticky. Sticky gave us problems forever. Sticky, uh, what's uh, Doug? Doug's the quarterback of Sticky? Doug Doug didn't play the last game, and they still played well. And that's just a credit to, like, they the chemistry that they, they built all these years. Absolutely. All yeah. those guys, good guys. You know, I, I find the teams that are most successful are the ones that, like, take it, have the competitive spirit but are positive about it. You know, I hate it when I see teams that, like, they have competitive spirit and then they end up fighting with each other. Hate that. Seeing that a little bit, that implosion, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to watch, like, as a train wreck, but, like, just from a perspective of, like, team building and, like, continuously finishing out your friendship as, like, amicable, like, it sucks that... Like sometimes people end up not being friends for flag oh, football. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't seen that in our conference though. I think that I mean, kind of makes sense that the A teams are not fighting with each other. Are you considered an A right now? So it's like A and B. So yeah, we're considered A. What's that mean? Like Antonio Brown or was? <laughs> I think A B is like they'll split up the conference once the playoff times come, comes around. But uh, I mean, all the teams are tough. I mean, I don't think we haven't had an easy game yet. When are the playoffs supposed to start? Not this week, the week after. Damn, it's going to a close. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it it's crunch time. You know, we we, we got to get the field. We got to throw once or twice. We got to, you know, refine our our extra point plays. We got to refine, you know, coverages. We got to refine. You know, I mean, we got to get rolling. Now it's time because you know a couple of weeks. You know, we we didn't play last week. The week before, we played a sloppy game. We won. Before that, we played two games. One of them was sloppy. One of them was better. Can't have that in the playoffs because one sloppy game and you're done. I wish you guys luck, man. Anything yeah, else you want to say, Mikey? No, man. A pleasure as always. Class act. Yeah. Love love uh, talking to you. Yeah, and, man. Uh, and I'm I'm excited that I'm going to see you this Sunday now uh, at the game. I'm not excited at all. Why, I, why are you not excited? I'm not excited because it looks like I got to work hard. Listen. And I got like rookie refs with me, and I hate that. Like, see, you think it's cool, but it's it's really not. Empower, like empower. It, it's to the point where it's like, if the other ref messes up, you go, Ralph, can you can you talk to him? Like, you're not even mad at him. Like, can you can <laughs> can he feel the heat a little bit, and then come to me? I don't think give I've him a little something. You, but it's always like this: if if the ref, if you guys clearly know he you don't know he you feel like he doesn't know what he's doing, you'll just go right to me. Am I right or am I wrong? That's out of out of respect. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it, James. Absolutely. I'll never, I'll never get on the refs. Uh, I mean, you, Mike, the mics, Mike's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I have too much respect for you guys to even raise my voice. I, I always say it. You know, I, I disagree with that, but I got you. You know what I'm sad about? Um, 
being where I'm at with it, like Mike and Mike, I never ref with them because we only ref like during playoffs yeah. together. Like I never ref with ever. I wish me yeah, and yo no, me that's... and me and little Mike. Oh, like I'm chilling. Yeah, because he's on it. I I love that. He's different than me. He's like real by the book. Knows yeah. the rules. We're not really joking around. No, I, that's good. I mean, that's how it should be. And then Big Mike, he's like, I don't care. This is what the call is, and I don't oh, care. Oh yeah, he, we. Mike, my, my, <laughs> he's he also one of my favorites. He's a good guy. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, man. All right, guys. Good yeah, luck the rest good. of the season. Finally, going to publish a podcast with you guys. Yeah, no, excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys, man. Sure, Thanks man. for being on. You're the man. One of the early shows, and of course, you guys are always invited. And we'll we'll talk some more. Maybe we'll do some business together. Yeah, I like that. I like your style, <laughs> Jimmy Gladder. For Mike Marara, this is Ralph the Ref. This is Poppin' Flags. We're out of here. Peace.